It's pronounced Nate D. Gad. Nate the dead gags. Nickety dag. Nate Dijad? It's pronounced Nate Diggity. And here's your host, Nate Digad. Welcome to an all new episode of It's Pronounced Nate Diggity. This episode is brought to you by This Time Around, the debut novel by Christina Carmella. Which, just so you know, it's a little bit of a thrill, mystery, and romance. I'll go into a little bit more about it a little bit later in the episode. We'll get to that. Um, So definitely thank you, Christina, for sponsoring this episode. I know last episode was kind of weird. It kind of cut off when I said, oh yeah, I'll be right back. It's because for some reason my editing software wouldn't let me finish uh, the episode. So I believe there's a little bit extra audio from the previous episode that I'll drop in um, after a little update, you know, normal update right at the beginning. Then I'll drop that extra audio in and then continue uh, where we were. (laughs) So, yeah, welcome to a new episode. It's been a little bit of time. I mean, I say that every time because it's always that way, right? (laughs) Uh, But this time, a lot of wrestling happened. (laughs) Or wrestling. Lots and lots of wrestling has happened. Um, WrestleMania happened. Both nights, I went to both nights. One night, I was very lucky to have gotten into the WWE Friends and Family section. So I was very close. I got some awesome pictures and things like that. That was really fun. But before that was WrestleCon. Got to see a whole lot of people. A lot of things I never expected to happen happened as well. Like, I was talking to my buddy Swoggle, and we got interrupted by Al Snow coming up and saying hi to him. I saw Sergeant Slaughter and Tatanka hug. Didn't expect to see that randomly. Uh, (laughs) Saw, what else did I say? Oh, when I was talking to Evil Uno, Danhausen interrupted us. That was just funny because he was just, came up and was just like trying to figure out a way to get himself into the main room with everybody because he was off in some other room. I couldn't even, I don't even know where he was to begin with. I never saw him, but yeah, luckily he got into the main room where everyone else was. I think that probably helped him out overall. I would think easier to find. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was really cool. Just imagine a con with just a bunch of wrestlers, uh, past and present. Finally got to meet Bret Hart there. It had been a while. Jake, the snake, I got to meet him there. Uh, met Ric Flair again. Um, who all else? I met quite a few people that I'd already met, like Ruby Soho, Britt Baker. Um, and I really can't think. Of course, Swoggle. I mentioned him. Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Chelsea Green. They were all happy to see me, which is always a good feeling, right? Um, Diana Perrazzo, who she re- recognized me from the last time I met her, but couldn't remember my name. Because, of course, a lot of people in the wrestling community know me as Bacon Nate. And she looked at me and was just like, pizza? <laughs> and I was like, bacon. And she goes, bacon Nate. 
So she she recognized me at least. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, overall, it was a great weekend. Went to um went to a GCW show at midnight one night. I think that was Friday night. So Thursday night was the Major Pod live, and then Friday night was GCW at midnight, and I think it ended at like three thirty. I think that's right. And I drove home, got home and I got like two hours of sleep before getting up and ready for Saturday because Saturday I went to WrestleCon early, uh, to meet some people. And then Saturday night was the first night of WrestleMania, which I did fall asleep. (laughs) At one point I did end up falling asleep during WrestleMania. I am fine admitting that because I was on two hours of sleep. (laughs) There is picture evidence of me falling asleep as well. Uh, my buddy Austin ended up taking a picture and sent it to people. So there's that. That is out there. <laughs> so, yeah. First night was fun um, that I remember that I was awake for. <laughs> second night. I felt like second night was better. Stone Cold was at both nights, so that was cool. Undertaker was at both nights. Johnny Knoxville was at the second night. <laughs> But yeah, fun time. And then this past Friday was AEW. And I had great seats there. I got a couple, few signs on TV. And a couple of them blew up in the Tell Him Steve Dave community. That, of course, was Walt Flanagan is the GOAT. And Sunday Jeff Nuff said. So i had to get those on there i thought those were good ones so i'm glad i got got as good as seats as i did and was able to get those on tv so yeah so i think that's pretty much it for news let's uh top into some continuing marvel versus dc talk i guess what i'll do first i'm gonna go ahead and if there was extra audio because i really do think there was i feel like it cut me off last time so I'm going to go ahead and put the last audio from the last episode right here. Due to some technical difficulties, um, I'm missing some audio <laughs> from on the road. I don't know what's going on. I, I'll, I'll get to it, but it might just be in another, in the next episode. So... On with the rest of this episode without the missing audio right now. <laughs> okay, so if there was extra audio, you just heard it. <laughs> I can't remember, so I'm hoping that there was. And if there wasn't, then I'll just... It'll be stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I've, I sound really stopped up. I think allergies are just killing me right now. So, where were we with... Marvel versus DC. So I did put out there, you know, asking for people to send in their their picks for people to be included in. Got a couple that'll be tossed in there. And I'm actually not going to go as in-depth as I was hoping, which I may end up coming to revisiting sooner or later. I've been super busy um, working on getting into the move. I'm moving soon so i'm working on that and of course all the wrestling stuff that's been going on and work so i may end up just coming back and revisiting later on but 
this is where we're at. This is what you're going to get so far is what is you're about to get. <laughs> so, of course, like last episode, I did mention Dark Side versus Galactus. So that's that's a big fight between those two. I want to say behemoths. I'm going to say behemoths. That's how I'm going to put it. So they're two different. They're two different types of characters. I'll say that too, of course. So, I mean, it's just, those two are just so hard to see who would win. I I think on one side, I do think dark side would win that one. And I mean, I'm probably smart money would be on dark side because he is, I would say he's probably more powerful. Yeah. He's more powerful than galactus is but i don't know i mean galactus would be would be a pretty close fight so safely i'm going to say they both win they both get a point because they're both super powerful they're both awesome characters they have they both have great character designs too i'm gonna yeah, I'm just going to give Marvel and DC both a point for that. I think right now, I can't remember what the last total was. But I know DC was up by one. I'll go back and listen to the audio and see. Because I think that was in the last audio that I'd lost to the episode. So I'll double check. <laughs> so still DC up one. So my next one is, I think I'm just going to do, because I have it. I have some notes down and I think what I'll do, I have just like kind of small comparisons, then teams and then rogues galleries. And I think rogues galleries is what's going to take the most to go through. So the next one is kind of one that gets brought up every so often. And it's because it's such a comparable combo. It's Batman versus Iron Man. Both rich dudes that don't actually have powers <laughs> they have gadgets and gizmos and you know things like that so on one side you got batman he does have a lot of gadgets and gizmos and he has people on the inside helping him out um alfred the oracle you know and then he has the whole bat family with him so you have Nightwing, you have Robin, you have Batgirl, Batwoman. I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of Bat family that you could bring in. So there's that. The living aspect of having a team that can come to your side whenever needed. But you have Iron Man, who... He, I mean, as I know you've seen in the movies, of course, like he can bring in his own arsenal of armor whenever he feels like kind of thing. But I mean, he has War Machine. I'm not saying Iron Patriot because Iron Patriot doesn't count. That's the movie Iron Patriot. Iron Patriot in the comics, not on his side. <laughs> so he only has really War Machine. And all his armors that he can control at that point. Which I guess at the same point, if you think of it that way, 
because the armors do not have living beings in them, they're expendable because of that. Because obviously, like, Batman is going to do all he can to keep the Bat family alive. He doesn't want any casualties at all. But Iron Man, you know, if Batman is able to, let's say, blow some of them up, no casualty, Tony might be able to just, you know, hit a couple of buttons and get it back up and running, even piece them back together on the fly kind of thing because it's all technology. He's not having to worry about somebody across, you know, the city or wherever to control and help get things back up and running. It's all right there with him. So if you look at it that way, Iron Man takes it, but Batman comes up here in a little bit as well because of the rogues gallery. So there's different reasons why each would win and get a point. And I think this is where it's going to start getting to where I don't really do points anymore because it's just going to get too difficult because like, okay, Batman gets a point for the bat family. Iron Man gets a point for no casualties other than, you know, if something happens with war machine, um, and then the technology base, cause there's a thing too, because if, if Iron Man can figure out where like Oracle or Alfred are, he could cut the transmission between them and Batman and in turn interrupt a whole lot of stuff right there. If you think about that. I mean, still, he has, like, Batman does have some things localized to where he can take care of things, of course. But, you know, you cut that off, that communication there, that can hurt, you know, quite a bit right there. So, I mean, it's, it really is just, it's, that's a hard comparison. If you start getting it down and breaking it down into the different things like that and get really super picky like I would and I am, (laughs) it gets hard to, you know, choose the winning factors and who completely takes the cake between those two. So, I mean, I do believe that, I mean, I would say it's pretty even between them just on their own. Now, rogues galleries, that's a different story because Batman's, which we'll get into, like I said, we'll get into the rogues gallery a little bit later. He has a crazy, crazy amount of like super villains that everyone knows that, you know, they don't even have to watch the movie or, well, I guess you wouldn't watch the movies. You would know them. You don't have to read the comics and know some of them either. Um, but Iron Man just doesn't have as many like original, I'll say that. Because, again, this kind of comes down to, which is something I was going to bring up later on, with some of the characters, like, their list of villains is so long and wide because, like, they've been around for so long, too. Because, yeah, Iron Man came in the 60s. But... I mean, Batman was even 
earlier than that, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say which is, which wins. So again, I got to give, you know, both of them a point for different reasons, but it'd be unfair to say one over the other. I feel. So again, it's a draw. So right now DC is still up one because of that. So let's see. Next I had <laughs> this one I just threw in. The Atom versus Ant Man. Just because you know they're they can both be tiny. Personally, I'm an Ant Man fan. And I will say when they were announcing an Ant Man movie, I was very surprised that they were doing that. I definitely did not expect that. And, you know, even the Atom has made it into I think was it the movie or was it a show? I can't remember, but the Adam has made it into DC either TV or show. I think it was TV. I think it was like on Arrow or something. I can't remember exactly. But both are cool characters. Both. I don't know. I don't know enough about the Adam. I'll just say that. I'll be 100% honest. But. I'm going to give it to to Ant-Man just because I am a huge fan. I know I was supposed to be unbiased about all this, but I'm giving it to Ant-Man because he's Ant-Man, he's Giant-Man, and if you go with the original Ant-Man, he becomes Yellow Jacket, unlike the movies. Um, Yeah, I'm giving it to Ant-Man. <laughs> so now it's evened up. Okay, so next one is team versus team. Okay, we got Justice League versus the Avengers. Now, both have gone through a bunch of changes, you know, team changes, even sub teams. <laughs> like... You know, Justice League of America, Justice Society of America, um, Young Justice. I think that's just the show, but you know what I mean. And then we got the Avengers, which, you know, had multiple. I mean, they had team changes all the time. And then there was a split off of West Coast Avengers and just a bunch of little teams here and there through it all. And I should have, I should have brought in the X-Men as well into the different teams, but I, but I don't think that's super fair because overall it would be Justice League versus the Avengers. That would just be how it would be. <laughs> and again, like this kind of gets down to the characters alone because, which makes it hard because they've, you know, they both have changed members so many times so that's when it starts breaking down into different things like you know with superman versus captain america which that was supposed to be one of my comparisons that i forgot to put down in my notes <laughs> so let's do that one real quick while i'm while it's fresh on my mind and i'm thinking about it i'm gonna be 100 percent honest this is probably gonna make a lot of people mad with my next statement not a big Superman fan. Never was. 
And I wasn't like, it wasn't like I was happy when he died or anything like that. Don't take it like that at all. <laughs> but, and I even collected some of those, those issues around that time, like funeral for our friends. But I just was never a big Superman fan. I don't know why. It just was one of those characters that I just felt was overrated. And not even really overrated, but just kind of like overpowered. That's how I felt more than anything. There was just like nothing could stop him except for a green rock. And I was just like, okay, come on. <laughs> um, but, okay. So Superman versus Captain America. Unbiased. Taking my bias out of it. So, yeah, one, Superman's biggest, I'm going to say biggest enemy is a green rock. <laughs> yeah, because Kryptonite is his biggest enemy, if you really think about it and get it down to it. And obviously, you know, the story is Batman has a ring with Kryptonite in it so that if Superman loses his loses control that Batman can help take control of things with the ring. So that's one thing they're always having to worry about Superman losing it. Like that's always in the back of their minds, the, the justice league's minds. So that's one negative about Superman captain America. They don't, they never put that out there. They never said, hey, there's a chance he might lose it with this serum, so we have to have something in place just in case. Never did that. Now, both characters have died, and both characters have come come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I do bring up, I think I bring up there, No. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I've mentioned their rogues galleries here in just a few. I'll bring those, bring that up when it's time. But even further into Superman, because again, like Superman's, I think like 1939, something like that is when he was introduced. So, I mean, he's been a long, around longer than Captain America, but not too much longer, but like in the last, I think it was within the last 10 years, they actually gave Superman more power, like made him more powerful. And they never really did that with Captain America, but Captain America did get drawn really awkwardly here and there. Looking at you, Liefeld. <laughs> but yeah, like, they're both pretty much the Boy Scout characters of both Marvel and DC. Like, they are the Boy Scouts. They are, you know, the apple pie American, even though Superman is not American, he is an alien, which was always kind of weird. You know, when you're a child and you find out like, you know, you always see this stuff about Superman everywhere, which I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, yeah, you see it all the time still. But it's like every time back in the day, you'd always see him like holding an American flag and things like that. And you just always expected like, oh, yeah, hey, 
but then you you read anything and you're like, oh, he was an alien. <laughs> so to be fair, it's a draw because you know they both have their strengths and their negatives. I mean, technically, like I said, because I really should just give it to Captain America, just because with the with Superman, almost at DC. With Superman, they're always having to be on watch of his powers going out of control. But again, I haven't read anything in a while, so that that might have been retconned to where they're not even having to worry about that anymore. So, but I do remember when that did happen. So there's that. <laughs> okay, real quick before we continue on with our Marvel versus DC, let's talk about this time around. Again, this is the debut novel by Christina Carmella, which you can get this, you can order it at ChristinaCarmella.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-C-A-R-M-E-L-A.com. Here's the synopsis, because I know you want to know it. If anybody knows what it's like to stay in the comfort zone, it's Georgia Fields. She stays in a job she doesn't love, avoids commitment and fear of being vulnerable, and takes comfort in the repetition of a safe and predictable life. But when she's given a chance to get out of her rut, she uncharacteristically takes it. It all seemed too good to be true. When she shows up to the beach house for her fresh start, Georgia begins to realize that her life was built on lies. Was finding out the truth meant to be part of her new start? Will she decide to fall down the rabbit hole of lies and deceit? Or will some things just remain a mystery? Join Georgia as she lets herself love in more ways than just with the mysterious man on the beach and his cute dog. There you go. That's a good synopsis for her debut novel this time around. Check it out. ChristinaCarmella.com. Get your order in for it. Yeah. Check it out. And now it's time to get into the rogues galleries. These are intense. Because obviously it's the villains, right? I mean, everybody's got a, a good villain. So let's just start with the obvious Batman. We have... And I'm just going to say I probably missed a bunch because... It gets down to like Calendar Man and people like that. I didn't name every single one for all these characters. <laughs> Just a heads up. Because <laughs> especially with Batman, his rogues gallery, I mean, it goes crazy when you start getting into the the little ones, the lesser known ones, I'll say. Like Calendar Man. <laughs> so not all of them are here. And I probably even missed some of the big named ones. So and it goes for any of these characters, by the way. So Batman has, of course, you got to start with the Joker. Riddler, which was totally different in the new movie. We won't get into that. Bane, Scarecrow, Catwoman, Penguin, Poison Ivy. Harley Quinn, Two-Face, Mr. Freeze, 
Clayface, Killer Croc. And again, those are just the ones that I put down. That is an incredible list of villains. Incredible list. And I mean, for DC, I mean, that's huge. I would say Batman's is probably the best list. That's what I would say personally for DC for Marvel. And I'm not just stopping with these two, by the way, I've got others, but for Marvel, I would say their top has to be Spider-Man's. I mean, he's got, and again, this, I probably missed a bunch because he's had a bunch over the years as well. Green Goblin, Sandman, Mysterio, Hobgoblin, Electro, Shocker, Rhino, Venom, Carnage, Craven, Kingpin. I mean, what a list. (laughs) You know, like, so much so that even, like, some of his went over to other characters. Take Kingpin. He ended up being a big baddie for Daredevil. So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty crazy. There's a little thing, a little tidbit. <laughs> Back in early 90s, when Carnage came out, of course, the Maximum Carnage game was amazing. I played it on Sega. I had the red cartridge. But it was one of those things where, I, for some reason, I always said maximum carnage. (laughs) I don't know why I was little, but yeah, carnage venom. I mean, those two alone. Yeah. So next I'm going back to DC flash flash had a great rogues gallery as well. So again, these are ones I put down reverse flash. Weather Wizard, Mirror Master, Captain Cold, Gorilla Grodd, Abracadabra, Captain Boomerang, Trickster, and Pied Piper. Now, what's funny too is if you look at the list, like you can kind of tell how old some of these villains were just by looking at the names. <laughs> Because, I mean, if you heard Pied Piper, you wouldn't, well, especially now, you'd probably think of Silicon Valley, like myself. Or you would think of an old villain that you would think was a a big wuss, pretty much. (laughs) So, or or the fairy tale of Pied Piper, of course, there's that too. But, yeah, like, especially with the names of, like, villains now, like, Pied Piper just doesn't seem very scary. Or Penguin. Penguin doesn't even sound that scary. But, I mean, at the same time, like, Rhino. You know? Like, yeah, it's a big animal, but you don't really think, oh, that's scary. (laughs) But, like, Venom. Yeah. Captain Cold. Mirror Master. Weather Wizard. (laughs) Um, Next, we're going back to Marvel. With Fantastic Four, I mean, 
some of my favorites are Fantastic Four villains. Doctor Doom, Mole Man, Fin Fang Foom, and the Scrolls all came from Fantastic Four. Sticking with Marvel for the next few. <laughs> Captain America has Red Skull, Baron Zemo, Arnim Zola, Modok, and Winter Soldier. Avengers, I mean, Ultron, and so many other characters that ended up coming from all over the place. Because, I mean, they fought Doctor Doom. Um, they fought the Hulk. That was a villain at one point. So, well, no, that was Fantastic Four, wasn't it? Yeah, whatever. Then you got the X-Men. Magneto, Apocalypse, Juggernaut, Mr. Sinister, the Sentinels, the Sentinels. And I guess I should even go back with Fantastic Four throwing Galactus. Forgot to throw that in there. So that's a big one. That's one of my favorites. So, yeah. And then going back to DC, Superman, Lex Luthor, Brainiac, General Zod, Doomsday, Bizarro, Mr. Mixelplick. I mean, come on. Just, I mean, you could really roll out Superman's list just for Batman's list alone. <laughs> Same with Flash, to a point. To a point, because I know there's a lot of Flash fans out there. To a point, though, you could just go with Batman's because he has such a big list. And I mean, over the, all the years, that list has been pretty crazy. So I will say this while I've been doing this, I've been kind of thinking maybe I shouldn't go by points anymore because it is getting kind of hard to do because I'm not doing as much of a deep dive as I was really hoping to do, to be honest with you. I think Maybe one of these days I'll do it. I'll get somebody to match up with. And like, I have somebody in mind that, uh, if I can talk them into it, we can have a big discussion, Marvel versus DC and go into it a little bit more. It'll be part three. It may be a while from now, but I do want that to come. So what I'm going to say is Marvel versus DC they all have their good points. They all have their negative points. But it's all comics, man. You know, enjoy all of them. I know there's people that are going to fight one way or the other, but in the end, just enjoy the comics, man. <laughs> Though I did reach out and I said uh, a couple, few episodes ago, I said, you know, hit me up with your favorite character so they can get brought into this this whole Marvel versus DC debate. So got a couple, uh, Xander, his favorite is speedball. So honestly, I would give, if we were still doing points, I would give Marvel a point for speedball, which is weird because speedball is a very minor character that I believe was in first appearance was in amazing Spider-Man. I'll double check that here in a few, but I can see the cover in my mind 
<laughs> but he actually does have a Marvel Legends figure coming out too, surprisingly. But this is the notes that I made for him because I kind of want to give Speedball a little credit, little credit, because he's got a little bit more of more history than a lot of people realize. So if it wasn't for him and the new warriors, we wouldn't have ended up getting civil war, which again is completely different from the movie, the actual book series, the run civil war. It wasn't the new warriors fault, but when nitro exploded, it killed all of the new warriors except for speedball, AKA Robbie Baldwin. It also killed 612 civilians. He changed his name from Speedball to Penance with armor that had 612 internal spikes to cause him constant pain for the deaths he felt responsible for. What's crazy is that 60 of the spikes broke the skin, which is represented by the 60 kids that died in the explosion. So out of that 612 civilians, 60 of them were kids. Obviously, this did not come up in the movie one bit. It was completely different, but, I mean, what a huge difference, just alone, just with this character. Um, and I even put down, this goes back to the whole, the book was better. So, not only was he known as Speedball, he did change his name to Penance, and, I mean, that's just by that alone, like that's deep. <laughs> like that's really deep to be changing his name to penance because he felt like he was the reason all these people died, which it wasn't like, not at all. It was nitro, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And then of course he went into joining the thunderbolts after that as penance. But yeah, honestly, I would give, I would give Marvel, a point for that right there because i mean i'm sure whoever created speedball did not expect that outcome <laughs> with this character his or her character but uh yeah i mean what a crazy turnaround huh and then uh angry johnny came with punisher versus green arrow which he brought up a good point that Punisher in his mind would probably win because he could snipe because obviously green arrow relies strictly on arrows and probably doesn't get the, as you know, far of a reach with his arrows as say the Punisher would with a bullet. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm a fan of both Punisher and green arrow. Um, not so much the Arrow TV show, as I mentioned earlier. I, be I believe I mentioned that. Not a fan of the show. Um, but I am a fan of Green Arrow, the actual character. So Punisher versus Green Arrow, I would say yes. Punisher would win. Green Arrow would put up a fight. But I feel like Hawkeye versus Green Arrow would be a better fight. I still think Marvel would come out on top on that one because again, I'm a, I'm a Hawkeye fan too. And I mean, the gadgets that he would have with them compared to green arrow, I still think that Hawkeye 
slash Marvel would take the cake on that one. Um, Angry Johnny also brought up Wolverine and X-Men versus Batman and Joker. So I feel so if Batman and Joker actually did team up, let's just put, put it that way. Let's say they teamed up. I mean, I feel with Joker being on his side, it could come closer to winning because the Joker is super evil and demented. So who knows what he would have up his sleeves, you know, for the X-Men, but it depends on which X-Men team you're, you're talking about at the same time, because technically if let's say I'm even hearing the Joker and seeing this happen in my eyes. Uh, so like, you know, you could say like storm puts them in a tornado and tosses them out. There's that. But at the same time, like he could release the Joker toxin or some sort of toxin that he has with them, uh, you know, and it could spread as the tornado's going through and just mess everything up. Or you could have like Jubilee, you know, fireworks in the eyes and he's blinded and then he's just kind of, but again, if he has some sort of toxin with him, he could just be spraying, you know, wherever, but that could end up getting to Batman and taking him out too. So I feel like with the buffoonery that could happen, <laughs> that I still think it would be, I still think it would end up being Wolverine, the X-Men that would win that. Unless, I mean, again, unless Batman was able to, like, maybe the Oracle gave him a heads up of, like, the powers of all the X-Men that were there and ways to defeat them. There's that that could happen. Because, um, I mean, I could see him having some sort of big magnet rigged up for Wolverine and take him out and, you know, things like that. Like they might be able to, he would have something like that if he got to do a little prepping. Cause I still feel like that. That's a thing. Like Batman will never always be prepared for any villain he's going up against unless he is already aware of the villain and is heading towards that villain knowing, you know, what to expect. So that's another thing. Like if, you know, if he gets there, and he's like, Oracle, run a scan on these, you know, this team. Tell me some information about them. And then Oracle's just like, yeah, um, you might want to run. <laughs> you know, like that That might be how it goes because it's like, yeah, you have, a, you have some stuff in your belt or the Batmobile or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you can't defeat that. So there's that. Throwing that little wrench in there. So I'm going to say again, probably Wolverine and the X-Men are going to take that. Um, yeah. Cause I like, that's the thing like with, with Batman, like he's a good, he's good with like coming up with things to, to win with, but it's more of a MacGyver type situation, you know, to where he just grabs a rubber band and a, and a paper clip and ends it up, you know, winning somehow <laughs> but i feel like the mutant abilities would probably be coming in more handy than that 
So, yeah. I mean, overall, I'm just going to say both, both, you know, have their ups and downs. That's all there is to it. Marvel and DC have their ups and downs. But yeah, hopefully if I can get this one person to, to sit down and have a deep discussion, I think it'll be more fun. So look forward to that. One of these days, I'm not going to promise a certain day, (laughs) but another thing that has come up, this is Marvel versus DC is done for right now. I'll just say that. So angry Johnny did put up a, a poll the other day to see what I should talk about on upcoming episodes. And the two big ones were between King of the Hill and Bob's Burgers. So King of the Hill did win what I'm thinking about doing as of right now, <laughs> which might change before the first, the next episode. Cause it is going to start on this next episode. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do an episode by episode breakdown of King of the Hill. Now I will still have like little news tidbits here and there about, you know, upcoming things and like special episodes to where, you know, like I go to fan expo Dallas cause fan expo Dallas is coming up. Uh, Texas Frightmare is coming up, you know, different cons are coming up. So there'll still be like special episodes covering those and, you know, I'll have interviews here and there. But what I think I am going to start doing is doing an episode by episode breakdown of King of the Hill to where I'll bring people in to talk about it. Maybe I can get some creators in it. Uh, That'd be awesome. I think I am going to start reaching out to people and see what I can do on that side of things. Because, yeah, King of the Hill is one of my favorite shows ever. And I'm going back through a rewatch right now. I'm in season 12. Let's see which episode I'm on right now. Season 12, episode 8 right now. And this is just from restarting just, you know, a week ago or something. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. I think, you know, doing it this way, obviously, they'll give a lot of material and probably honestly be more weekly at that point too because i'll just be able to sit down talk about an episode and get it out a lot quicker than trying to figure out what i'm going to talk about because it just it's there and i know so much about king of the hill already so yeah if you like that idea let me know if you hate that idea let me know Uh, it's probably going to happen one way or the other. Um, but I've already been talking to some people and, uh, well, at least one person I've told a few people. Um, but one, one, one of my buddies is pretty excited about it and I have a feeling he'll probably jump in here and there. And yeah, I bet I can get some other people to hop in because I mean, King of the Hill is such a great show. Uh, so yeah, let me know. Nate diggity cares at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Uh, just put the, just say something about King of the Hill, whether you think it's a good idea, bad idea, whatever, let me know. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, I think I can do that, you know, while I'm driving around and moving and things like that. Cause I am about to start moving, but yeah, so that's coming. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, the end of this month is Texas Frightmare, uh, end of April into May. 
So that's coming up. I'll be covering that. Um, yeah, I guess this is it for right now. Hopefully this doesn't cut me off like the last episode did where I didn't get to put all the audio in. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I, I wanted to do more in depth on Marvel versus DC, but I realized it was, it was going to get way, way too in depth for just one person. So yeah, sorry. (laughs) If you're let down by this, my bad. Um, yeah, it's gonna, King of the Hill is going to be awesome though. I will not let you down. So yeah. So until next time, make sure to go to Christina Carmela.com K R I S T I N A C A R M E L A.com and pick up her debut novel this time around. Until next time, check that out and I'll catch you then. Get some issues.